umgoblue.com by fans for fans since 1999. Hello, welcome to this edition of the umgoblue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with Andy Anderson. And we have the happy job to discuss Michigan's victory by a score of 14 to 7 over the Wisconsin Badgers. Michigan came into the game ranked 4, Wisconsin ranked 8. And uh, I think it's safe to say that the game lived up to its billing. Well, Andy, what did you think about that one? Well, I thought uh, that Wisconsin had a pretty good defense and played hard and was well coached. They kind of tricked uh, Michigan a little, uh, getting them into all those uh, penalties uh, in the second half. Uh, they kind of had some one-upsmanship there. But over and overall, I thought Michigan was a better team, more talent. Uh, better defense, and it turned out by seven points at least that the offense was that much better. So it was a very satisfying game, a very big step for the Michigan Wolverines. They seemed to know how to win, and that's an important thing. You know, we talked about this in the last podcast, and I said it before the game. I thought Michigan win, would win by 7 to 10 points, and I thought it would be low scoring, but I didn't think it would be that low scoring. Um, oh, well, that's a surprise. And, and you know, I mean, we were, we'd be remiss not to mention that as much as it was great to see Michigan running the ball with authority and, and, and winning, I mean, let's be honest, 14 to 7 is not a, a resounding, you know, thumping, but hey, it, it's a win against a top 10 program which hasn't happened in quite a while. Speaking of which, the last time it happened was Michigan beating Wisconsin some time ago um, under Rich Rod. But, you know, as great as special teams have been in the return game with, with Jabril, the field goal kicking is just a, a, a abysmal. I mean, Andy, you've been watching Michigan football for a long time. Can you remember a time when you had – when the when the field goal game was this bad? No, absolutely not. I'm surprised they let it get this bad under Harbaugh's management. The micromanager everything. One wonders why it was let to get so bad and why they didn't know it would be bad. The game before last, uh, let's see, two games before uh, Saturday, they missed a couple of field goals, and the handwriting was on the wall there, and I began to worry about it at that time. I'm surprised that it wasn't fixed by this game time because I thought that a team that can't kick a field goal and is playing an even competition, another competitive team can easily lose by those three points. So I think they'll fix it. I think it can be fixed. I think they got the talent there to fix it. But I wonder why it wasn't done sooner. Uh, it seemed to me that Coach Harbaugh committed himself to Allen as do, being able to do all three things, kickoff, punts, and, and field goals. And it turned out that that's too much for the man. And it's nothing against Allen. He had a tremendous game punting. His punts were good. They yielded field position. It wasn't Peppers this time. They got the field position. It was Allen. When he had to drop him short, he dropped him in there short. When he had to hit him long, he hit him long. Some nice ones. Changed some bad field position. So the kids got talent, and so the coaches. 
and they'll get it together. I think it's totally repairable, and the penalties are totally repairable. So I, I think they're on the right track, and I think they're learning this. But I'm surprised that something so important as field goal cooking, uh, kicking could be left alone for, for you know, over the span of three games and not get fixed. Well, and again, to, to your point, let's give Kenny Allen, you know, his, his due. He averaged, you know, nearly 47 yards a punt, which was really, yes, really amazing. It's it's kind of a Jekyll and Hyde thing. Um, you know, you, you don't have a problem. You, you know, you, you know you're, you have a good idea you're going to get a good punt when he goes back. Uh, and when he goes to the field goal, you, you kind of have your, your hands over your eyes. So, yeah. again, and, and Harbaugh, you know, mentioned in the post game that, you know, actually, he didn't think it was a good idea to have one guy doing everything. Um, but boy, that's what we've been seeing. So, you know, it's interesting because, um, you know, Harb, you know, Coach Harbaugh continuously talks about you want to win all three phases of the game. And, right. and again, it's, it's great. You know, if you think about it, you got Jabril who's basically involved in all three phases of the game, and he makes up for a lot of deficiencies. Well, you know, the, by the time we were missing field goals in that game, people were tweeting out, you know, I wonder if Jabril can, can kick field goals. I mean, and you'd never see something like that, but like you said, it's kind of surprising for someone who is can be easily described as a control freak to let, you know, it, it would have been really sad to lose this game because, you know, Michigan couldn't kick a field goal. And, you know, coming up, you know, I know that, that Coach Harbaugh wants to look at the next game as the only game, but as fans, we can look down the uh, schedule and see that you have a you have an injured Michigan State team that, um, you know, ha- has lost a lot of, of its dreams for the season. And... The one way that they could probably bail out where they're at right now is, is to, to upset Michigan season. And then you have Ohio State, which is ranked second and, and looks as good as, as their ranking. So you look at that and, and you really wonder, you know, and I'm a big believer, you know, we're five games into the season. We're almost halfway done. You are what you are. And what we are is not a real good field goal kicking team. <laughs> Um, no, that's for sure. But they 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 got to have somebody that can kick one. Tice hit one of you know we can't blame Allen for all of them because one of the three was was Tice and was that the one you said at the time and I kind of agreed with you at the time that one of them looked tipped and yep. was that the one that Tice had? Yeah, I think, I think it, it was. I think it was, and, and again, yeah, the forty yarder. Yeah, but you can make also make the case that maybe if it had been higher. Um, you know, it's not tipped. That's that's true. That's that's what everybody comes back with. That that if it gets tipped, it should have been higher. Now let's talk about the good. And again, we saw Jabril as in the Wildcat formation. And um, you know, I don't think you listen to Coach Harbaugh, and and he he gushes about Jabril. And I have to say, any time he's on the field. He's especially on offense. Um, he's definitely what you're looking at. I mean, he, he is he's electric. Um, you know, I, I've said this before. If I was an opposing coach, I'd never kick to him. You know, it's not worth it. 
Um, you know, some teams are going to are going to test them. Some teams aren't. Um, but it's interesting to see now. Again, while we're talking about how great he was, Michigan still only scored two touchdowns. And uh, again, uh, Wisconsin's a good team, but you know, there's a couple good teams coming up, and uh, it'll be interesting how Michigan comes back next week. Um, you know, their first road game, and, uh, you, you know, we like to talk about what well, we don't like to talk about, but but from the outside, I can see where, you know, the cynics can say, well, Michigan beat, beat up on bad teams under Hoke, but struggled when they got on the road. And the thing that I'll say is that Wisconsin was a real team and a real victory. So... It was really the thing that, that kind of made the drew a big distinction between you know uh, the Harbaugh era and, and, and the Hulk era. Now, <laughs> Hulk beat Ohio State his first year, and he beat Michigan State. So hopefully we, we have one or two or both of those happening you know coming ahead. Um, what did you think about Spate game yesterday? Excuse me, I thought. I thought he's still learning. I thought he's getting better. I thought he demonstrated some mobility in the pocket that I didn't expect. That little spin move that he did two or three times worked and once didn't. But I thought that he was not, I did not agree uh, 100% with Coach Harbaugh that he had a great game. I thought he missed some throws that he should have made. I, he made one mistake, didn't throw it away when he took the sack. You know, uh, sort of a Devin Gardner type air. Uh, but I think he's growing, and I think another three or four games, and you're going to really have something there. I think he's got the best receivers in the Big Ten with Chesson and Darbol. There's no question that they are going to improve him and help carry him. State's coming along. I don't know. I don't know how he could be any better. If you put him aside up uh, beside Rudda, you know, at the same stage, they're about even, I think. And Rudda turned out to be quite a quarterback. So I think it's going to be there, and we'll, it's going to be games like this next one that are going to tell us how reliable he is. And the reliability and consistency in his game is what he needs. He's got to hit some passes he doesn't hit, but... Man, does he ever laser it in there sometimes. And that that pass to Amara to win the game winner, he floated one of the prettiest passes you'll ever see. It had the right arch. It fell right into it. The timing was perfect on both their parts, on Darbo's and his. And it was a thing of beauty. So I can't really get mad at him. He's just got to get that. And uh, I think by the time that it's necessary, by the time that Michigan State gets here, and uh, and whether or not they lose a couple of games, don't worry about it, because the same team won't show up to play Michigan that shows up to play everybody else. D'Antonio's already said after the first loss they had that he had all of October to work on Michigan, and he's going to. I mean, they'll be ready to play the Wolverines. They always are. And they'll be aggressive and nasty in the whole pit. So it'll be interesting. 
be an interesting competition this year, more comp- more of a competition, I think, than it has been in the past couple of years. What do you think? Well, I, again, I think that, that Michigan State will rise up and we will get the best game they can manage. Um, yes. As much as I'm, you know, easy to say I'm not a Spartan fan, I, I'm really kind of puzzled at um, their collapse here so far. And, and again, I, I, you know, this is not a team that's going to go two and ten or three and eight or you know four and seven or whatever, however many games they play. Um, I, I, you know, I, again, I, I think it's too strong of a program to to be in complete collapse. Um, you know, back to the, the Michigan-Wisconsin game, it, it, looking at it from the Wisconsin side, they really got a feel that they let this one get away. Um, you had a Michigan team that missed field goals, and they had a one play with a guy wide open, wide open, that their quarterback could not hit. Yeah, so again, I mean, I think that Wisconsin has to feel pretty good about how they played little disappointed they missed some big plays. And if Michigan ends up facing Wisconsin, you know, in Indianapolis, um, boy, that's going to be a humdinger. Um, I, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, if you take away the home crowd, um, you know, the other thing that, that we need to address is that Michigan played really sloppy at times. Um, numerous penalties. And I think that, you know, you mentioned how surprised you were that, um, you know, the field goal situation has deteriorated to the point that it did. I was shocked yep. at how many penalties. That's just not what we've seen under Harbaugh. And um, I got to believe, as, as much as he was actually in a pretty good mood during the press conference, I got to believe that, that there's going to be kind of a rough practice for some people, um, you know, th- this week getting ready for Rutgers. Yeah, he's, he's going to try to keep the the torch burning there against Rutgers, and besides the Rutgers, uh, this is a night game again. They're going to be all stoked up. It's going to be uh, one of their big games of the year, like we are for everybody. So Michigan's going to have to dig in and play good football, or they're going to get burned there, as nasty as that would be. But see, was it two years ago they got beat there? I mean, it's possible. You can't just throw uh, records under the rug, sweep them under the rug and say that they're not going to play because they'll come hard. And they've, but their most talented ball player, and I can't remember his name, maybe you do, he's the return man, sort of a jack-of-all-trades for him and, and really can, can return the football. Uh, he's hurt. So maybe he'll be back. We'll see. Well, and, and, and Andy, I think you made a, you made a good point. I'm going to stop you here. I mean, you, you talked about yeah. that Michigan lost to Rutgers, and, and that was, you know, Article One in in the case against Hoke, because Michigan yeah. was a completely different team on the road. They they uh-huh. they, they were horrible. As, you know, they were uh, uh, you know a dreadnought at home. And basically couldn't, you know, couldn't tie their shoes when they went on the road. And like you said, you know, there was that game. And, um, you know, it, it, 26-24, and just, just 
a game that Michigan, you know, realistically should never have lost. Um, you know, if, if you look at the talent, right? If you look at the talent on the field, that should never happen. And it did. So you look at that and go, well, okay. Um, you know, this is, you know, first we've had Michigan step up and beat Wisconsin at home in a big game. You know, you could say that was a, a signature win, right? And, right. And you know, Rutgers is not a great team right now. Okay, I think that's pretty safe to say. So it, it's really up for Michigan to show up and, and, and be the team they're supposed to. I mean, Ohio State beat Rutgers 58 to nothing. Okay. So, so understand that, you know, Ohio State's number two right now, Michigan number four. Uh, Michigan can't screw around here. You know, Michigan needs to, to hang one on them. Um, so, and again, this is the Rutgers team that's, that's kind of, uh, again, just, just not a great team. So, you know, we're talking a team that's sub 500. So, it's, it's really going to be interesting if, if how Harbaugh keeps his team focused, takes care of business, and then, you know, heads into the bye week and, and gets healthy and, and uh, you know, rests up and, and, you know, gets ready for the, the second half of the season. Because that's really, you know, there, there's, you know, Wisconsin was the toughest game in the first half. And in the second half, you really start running the gauntlet. You gotta, you know, you gotta play Michigan State, you gotta play Ohio State, you got Iowa, which again is another, uh, wounded animal. Um, but again, they're, now they're a track game. They're, they're always tough. Again, that's, that's exactly right, I think. You know, so again, when we look at this, um, you gotta feel good about, you know, the offense and the special teams other than field goals. Um, you know, it's all Jabril all the time. That's great. Um, Spate, I feel better about Spate than I did about Rudock. Okay, at this point, you know, in similar times. Well, you should because <laughs> because I think he's a better ball player at this point in time. Because, I really do. And the thing that, that we um, criticized Rudock for last year is, um, it, it, again, in the first half of the season and probably like all the way till three quarters of the way through, you just didn't feel that that you didn't that other teams had to respect the deep ball, and Spate can do that. Spate can deliver the ball. He's got a he's got a cannon. Um, so, but I will say I don't feel as good about Spate as I did a couple games ago. So, you know, and I know that sounds kind of contradictory, but um, he really impressed me the first couple games of the year. And um, again, I don't think Wisconsin was not his best game. Um, now he came through when it was needed, but you know there was that one drive where Michigan, you know, ran the ball down Wisconsin's throat until finally stalling and missing another field goal. But I really thought that was interesting that in that whole drive, um, you know, they really had more confidence that they could impose their will on the ground. Um, and again, until until they had to go for the field goal at the end, but they, it was it was really impressive. And you know, I think. We need to mention, you know, you had Devion Smith had a great game. Just there was a point where he pretty much put the team on his back and moved him down the field. Um, you know, Ty Evans Isaac. And Isaac were both yep, too. Ty Isaac, Chris Evans. I mean, it, it is. It looks like a um, 
a carousel of running backs for Michigan. I mean, uh-huh. and again, it's just next up, let's go. Um, so uh, again, I mean, you gotta love what you're seeing now. You know that there is a concern that uh, Michigan lost an offensive lineman, um, and and you hate to see that, and you start to worry because. You know, it's the second game in a row where you've, where you've had a, a season-ending injury. Um, you know, and that's what Coach Harbaugh thought. Um, so, Wilson is is is, a, is destined to be a great lineman too. It's just not an ordinary character there. For a, well, he redshirted last year, didn't he? But he he uh, he's going to be a good one, and he's gone, and that hurts. And they probably haven't got anybody exactly liking to put back in there. But it's next man up, and they'll do all right. I had a comment on the Hulk playing away and Harbaugh playing away. I had about a 15-minute conversation one-on-one with Hulk his second year at Michigan. We just sat there and talked for a minute. It was after press. Some, somehow, you know, he, he was there, and we were talking about this. And I asked him, I said, what is your philosophy on away games? Why are they so hard to win? And Hope sat there and admitted that he hated to play away, that they, they were hard to win because the team got so much juice from the big crowd and from being at home and sleeping in their own bed and blah, blah, blah. And he went on quite a while about it. I thought, my God, he thinks he dreads them as much as I do. You're not going to hear that kind of thing from Harbaugh. He's going to tell his team, you're playing the same game, whether it's home and away, you have your job, you have your responsibilities, and you better get your butts out there and do it and do it right. I don't think you're going to have that kind of a letdown. The other thing I wanted to mention was, by only beating Wisconsin by seven points, but getting the win, and a convincing win, their defense was superb. I think that uh, they probably have dampened down the expectations of the team and the team telling themselves that they were ever so great that they're going to be able to breeze through things. They're going to have to fight for what they get. There's more proof of that from the Wisconsin game. I think they're going to be all right playing on the road. I don't think they're going to have the problems that Michigan used to have winning away. I think these guys can do it under the present coaching staff. Well, and that's that's the thing that's going to be interesting is that, you know, if we were five or six seasons into Harbaugh's tenure, please, um, it would be, uh, you know, we kind of know what to expect. Um, You bet. And and really, again, on paper, this should be a beatdown. And hopefully, hopefully it will be. And I really hope, you know, again, I really hope that, you know, this, this becomes a beatdown and um, we see some other quarterbacks in getting some reps, um, you know, and, and again, we can avoid injuries because we're starting to, you know, again, two guys down and we're, we're starting to see, uh, starting to be reminded that, you know, people get hurt playing this game. So... Now, the defense, like you said, was superb. It was great to see Taco Charlton on the field. It was great to see Jordan Lewis. Jordan Lewis had that amazing interception that, that it may have been better off if he didn't make, but, boy, was it amazing to see. <laughs> but, but, 
wasn't that something to see. And that's just just first game since injury coming back. So he's going to be okay in Stribling. We shouldn't forget him. Because he used his height to advantage all day long. He was taller than the people he was guarding and uh, taking care of, defending. And, and uh, he had a heck of a game with two interceptions. You know, last year they didn't have so many interceptions. You know, I think there was another. I think there was another thing I noticed is that it seemed like the first time that an offense, an opposing offense, was was purposely running away from Jabril. You know, Jabril had been ranking up tackles, you know, pretty much all year, and um, you know, it's funny. I noticed it when I looked at the stats that you know. When you look at the the overall, you know the overall defensive stats, um, you know Jabril has been a, has been a leader, um, you know, and again he's he's second on the team with 35 total tackles, right? Well, well, right. well yesterday when you look at the stats, um, you know he was he was uh, oh boy. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ninth. <laughs> you know. With only three yeah, tackles. Yeah, with only three tackles. And again, part of that is that you know, uh, um, you know, Wisconsin is a, a different kind of team. Um, you know, they're they're not tacking downfield as much as other teams. Um, but again, I think that you know, another thing I noticed when I was looking at the pictures is, boy, they were holding Jabril all over the place. And one of the things that's going to be interesting to see is, um, you know, there was one play in particular where a Wisconsin blocker. Basically, he had his arm wrapped around Jabril's arm. Jabril is not going anywhere. And it's that kind of thing that, you know, the evolution of Jabril Peppers as a, as a defender is he's going to have to recognize when teams are going to do that and, 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 you know, not let it happen. Because, you know, and we've seen this before. Um, and again, this is no, uh, this is not a diss of Wisconsin, but, you know, the rough sometimes give a little bit of latitude to mere mortals when they're defending, you know, superstar talent. And, you know, again, you're not going to get all the calls. You're not going to get the holding. Um, so it'll be interesting to see um, what a team like Rutgers does because, you know, it, it could be all Jabril all the time. And, uh, you know, we'll have to see how he evolves, you know, to, to, to ward off that extra attention. Well, if you've noticed it, Arbaugh's noticed it, and he's not, he's not uh, one to go quietly into the night on things that uh, affect his team. So you can rest sure that he'll be giving them an earful on it. I don't know whether that helps or not, but it's going to be recognized, and they want to do something. You know they got to get rid of that, that chop block that they're doing, um, defensive backs are doing, getting away with, on hitting offensive players as they get out of the box and approach get downfield. In the first place, the, the the DBs are a lot smaller than the, than the offensive guys coming down the field, so you understand why they want to cut them all at knee level. But that just leads to a lot of a, a lot of injuries and wouldn't be allowed uh, in other circumstances during a game. So. Uh, maybe that's a rule change that they got to take a look at to try to eliminate some of those, some of that chop block stuff. 
not picking on Wisconsin. Everybody does it. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with... Andy Anderson. Go Blue. Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for UMGoBlue.com on iTunes. Go Blue.